ChatGPT suffers from what we call hallucinations. Should everybody be using ChatGPT? The world literally has changed four months ago. If you're not using ChatGPT, you will be left behind. The latest version has passed all three medical doctor exams in the 90th percentile. That's incredible. And you can really do some really crazy and fun stuff. It's insanely creative. Is crypto dead? Um... Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Yes And podcast. I am your host and head of inspiration, Bunny Young. And this podcast is all about taking a step away from the normal model of life, having your cake, eating it, and getting the recipe with how to make the best cake, as well as delegating somebody to bake that cake for you. I took that analogy a little bit too far, and it's one of the reasons that today, actually, I have brought on one of my friends as one of my very, very first guests to be able to discuss all things stepping out of the normal. So we're going to go into chat GPT, and (laughs) I'm laughing because I always get those letters in the wrong order, Um, AI and crypto. And we're also going to be sharing some pretty intimate stories about our experience with all three of those. And so I've brought one of my really good friends to be able to come on and share with you some tricks, tips, things that we've done that you don't want to do, hacks to be able to get the most out of the next wave of technology. Without further ado, Dieter, it's good to see you. Welcome to the Yes And podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Dude, I'm stoked to be able to do this. You guys like are sitting in on one of our sessions that's normally where uh, we are on Zoom or on Discord or something just discussing the latest and greatest in crypto and uh, most recently for AI and chat GPT. Where do you want to start? So I feel like starting with the chat GPT is what's hot right now. I know that you just finished a book around all of this. And so I want you to share a little bit about why this is kind of taking over the world. Why is this taking over the world? So November 30th, 2022, a company called OpenAI released a... AI model called ChatGPT. Um, from the way I gathered, it was kind of an afterthought putting this chat model together. And uh, so, should I go into the history of OpenAI and what OpenAI is? So, to give it some context, I, I mean, we can go there. For the, the psychology part of me, wants to know like why people are why you believe that people are so drawn to it. Okay. Uh, So ChatGPT, really, what it allows us to do is to interact with the computer for the first time in our natural setting. So uh, it used to be when computers first came out, you had to learn a programming language to, you know, to have the computer to do anything you wanted it to do. Like Java, Python, that kind of thing? uh, Now way even further back, you know, Fortran, COBOL, those type of things, Pascal. Um, Yeah, I'm old. You're showing your Uh, age. (laughs) 
right? Um, well, but back then, we would program in the language a computer would understand. Mm -hmm. Then it, the GUI came along, and for the first time, we were able to click on things on the screen, right? And we were able to interact with the computer that way. Now, we're able to interact with the computer using just language. Uh, like and human, like English. In English, or actually whatever language, um, whatever main language, I should say, is out there, you can talk to the computer and have it, quote unquote, do stuff for you. And you wrote some of those scripts to be able to... Right. So what we, in the end, when you're talking to the computer now, um, you're using what we call prompts. Okay, you're prompting the computer to do something. So they're called prompts. And when you write those prompts, um, you still have to remember you are still dealing with a computer. So there are certain steps that you want to follow when you're interacting with the computer. Yeah, so like for me in the coding world, we're still having to put into language open parentheses, close parentheses. Kind of, sort of, yes. You, you're, still, you're still using a formula. That's what I would say. So like what um, you and I talked about with like, um, okay, a lot of people are using it to write copy, let's say for social media. Right. And so right. you and I had this conversation where I can't go in and say like write inspirational posts for Instagram. Like you made it into a paragraph to make it specific to industry audience, that kind of stuff. So if I said that, how do you then translate that into something that chat GPT is going to actually give you something of value? The best way I can explain it is imagine that chat GPT is not a computer, but a virtual assistant in the Philippines that knows nothing about your business but has multiple MBAs and doctorates and knows everything about everything. That's the best way I can describe it. So this person has no contacts about who you are, what you do, who your customers are. And so when we're dealing with ChatGPT, every time we write a prompt, every time we interact with it, we have to remind it this is who I am, this is what I need, this is what the customer demographic is that I'm going to interact with, and then it will give you much better results than if you just say, write an inspirational post about basket weaving. It, it will just give you something very, very generic. Um, if you tell it, hey, um, we're owning a floral shop, and we are creating a post about basket weaving for women the ages of uh, 65 to 75 that uh, have these types of needs when they're using baskets, and this is what we're trying to sell, all of a sudden, ChatGPT can really narrow it down 
And then you can adjust the tone of voice. Do you want it to be professional? Do you want it to be friendly? Do you want it to be humorous? Uh, you can even use authors. Write me a post like Gary Vaynerchuk would. Um, write me a post like George R. R. Martin would. Write the post in the voice of Shakespeare. So it will instantly flip that voice. And you can really do some really crazy and fun stuff. And the one thing I would remind everybody when they start using ChatGPT is just have fun. Enjoy the technology. Do silly stuff. Um, write silly poems. Write, uh, write birthday, a funny birthday note uh, for a friend of yours. You know, and writing specific things about your friend into ChatGPT and say, hey, write a silly poem or write a rock song or write me a rap song. Or it, it will do all of those things. That's what makes it so fascinating. It's insanely creative. Okay, so I have like two follow-up questions from that. Um, one is, should everybody be using ChatGPT? Now you're using a nerd. Uh, you're asking a nerd. Yeah, I'm um, asking so you. My question is, my question is like, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Why? The world literally has changed four months ago, and if you're not using ChatGPT, you will be left behind. And the thing is, there are a few things that you have to be aware of when using ChatGPT, but uh, overall, it can make you at least two to 10 times more productive in your daily work. Okay. So if I own a million dollar online coaching business or a million dollar um, yes. uh, co-working space, what are the two things that I need to start with on chat GPT? I would start having fun with it. First of all, um, I would say, let's say you're writing a letter to a customer. And you normally send it to your uh, virtual assistant or intern or whatever and let them write those letters. What I would do is write the same instructions you would give an intern that doesn't know anything into chat GPT and start experimenting on it. That's the very, very first thing I would do. Um, start with simple emails, simple text, social media posts, and literally give yourself some time to play around with it. Hey, if I say use a friendly tone, it will make it sound like this. If I say, hey, I need a demand letter, it will change the wording completely. And so experiment, experiment, experiment. Get familiar with the technology. Because if you don't, you will be left behind in the next 18 months. Okay. So the second part of that, I'm teaching the computer about me. Am I not? Not yet. All right, let me rephrase. Are there any security risks with me using chat GPT in my life and business? And if so, what are they? Are there any security risks? Yes, there absolutely are security risks um, from the standpoint of any data that you put into ChatGPT is now used momentarily 
by OpenAI to create these results for you. Um, I would not put username and passwords, those type of things, into ChatGPT. Um, is it possible that somebody could hack OpenAI and get your chat history? Um, it is possible. Uh, there was a hack actually a couple months ago where Chinese hackers were able to read some of the headings of the individual chats. They couldn't actually see what you typed in, but they, they saw uh, the words of some of the things that, the titles of some of the things that were asked about. So it is theoretically possible. Use your, I would say use common sense. Don't put username and passwords in. Don't um, use heavy duty financial information, you know? Um, give it examples, uh, those type of things. Always be cognizant that you're dealing with somebody else's system. But this is, it's just like you're do, doing with any other company out there, really. So I'm going to ask you to look in your crystal ball and tell me what's next in AI. And I know some of this you don't have to look in a crystal ball for because you read everything. And I do like that I'm using the like crystal ball and you're wearing your Dorothy shirt as well. It's very, it's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Um, so I believe that we will all have our own version of C3PO available to us um, in our phones in the next 18 months. Okay. You can disown me for asking this question. What do you mean by CP3O? I know he's the Star. I know he's the Star Wars dude, but like, yes, I, the obviously, Star Wars dude. That obviously, you know, like and... what he was made for or programmed for. I I know him as a Star Wars character. Right, and that's basically we have our own vert. Imagine having your own virtual assistant that is an absolute genius with you in your pocket in your phone all day, every day. That basically can read your emails as it comes in, goes, this is spam, this is spam. She doesn't need to know this. She doesn't need to know that. Yes, this is a person um, that's interesting to her. She always reads that first. So I'm gonna put it on the top of the list to work. And you're like the president of the United States. You have these folders that these briefing folders that are handed to you and you're just reading what's absolutely important to you according to the rules that you gave the AI. Is that the Star Wars character that you would want? <sighs> if I gave you a choice. I know this is off topic. I promise you we're going to get back. I'm telling you, if I had... Well, it all goes back to Tim Ferriss and the four-hour work week, right? Delegate, delegate, delegate. Um, you just said have fun. <laughs> Do it. You just said the point was to have fun. Well, the, to learn the technology, absolutely, and have fun and make the technology work for you. Don't work for the technology. So which Star Wars character would you own or would you be friends with? 
oh, which Star Wars character I would be friends with? Like, I don't know um, how to ask that question. If, but I feel like if I gave you a choice of anybody from Star Wars, like CP3O probably wouldn't be most people's first choice. And I don't know. No, C-3PO, I was just using him because yeah. he was a computer in Star Wars and he knew everything. He knew all the languages. Whenever they needed help, he was there with the data that they that they needed at the time, right? Um, what character would I be most friends with? Probably Han Solo. He sounds like a cool guy to hang out with. I, I Hands down, mine would be Chewbacca because I believe with all my being, he's the first service dog in space. <laughs> well, you know how he came to be, right? I know that he was named after George Lucas's dog. George Lucas's George Lucas had a dog that always went with him anywhere and everywhere, and that's who Chewbacca was based off yeah. on. Yeah, and I like up until last year, I'd never seen all of the movies, or two years ago, I'd never seen all of the movies like in their context. But when I did, I was like. Okay, how many times has Chewie saved the man? He's clearly a service dog, just so we know, in space. Okay, I digress. I promise we're getting back. I just, I, I couldn't. He's a Wookiee. He's not a service dog. He's a Wookiee. I know. When we go to Disneyland, um, they have that Rise of the Resistance, and they have a service animal area. Like, you can go on the ride to a certain point, and then they take Guinness, and they put him in this crate. It's the only... Um, crate in the entire Disneyland that is like Great Dane size. And so I joke that it's like the Wookiee containment hallway. Um, and so depending on who's there, like there's either people from um, the good side, the uh, the dark side, the dark side or the good side. Um, there's words that start with R, but I can't remember. <laughs> Rebel? Rebels. Thank you. They're like dressed in brown. And so I'll either like, you know, say like, yeah. I, I cannot get very far in these Star Wars analogies, so we're we're dangerous. But Guinness is the stays in the Wookiee containment um, center when we go to Rise of the Resistance. So you also have a really cool prompt for um, that you shared with me for Chat GPT. So I want to make sure that you can share at the end of this either the prompt or where to get all of your prompts that you've written so far in the book. So don't let me forget that because those are super useful. Um, and thank you for my little like behind the scenes prompt that you <laughs> shared with me. So I haven't. I, it's funny because I haven't really publicly shared any of my prompts so far. It's so they're so useful. Literally, literally just in Discord. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so useful because I don't my brain doesn't think that way. And I think that like pivoting into the crypto space, this is one of the reasons that we've spent hours on the phone with each other is because you see the zeros and ones in a way that's just like most people don't. And so you understood and understand kind of that crypto, the um, the farming and the staking and the, you know, um, what, what were we doing with the CRX? And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing at this point. And Llama Air Force, I I have, yeah. So okay, I never got into Llama either. So, um, and and that's the way your brain works. And so I want to ask you a loaded question. And the aspect is: Is crypto dead? No, no, not even close. Not even close. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Baji. Uh, and to all the Twitter things that are going on right now. 
Um, so there is this seriously spec people speculating that Bitcoin get, could go to a million dollars uh, in the next 90 days, which offhand we would say this is ridiculous. And then you look into some of his arguments and what um, Baji is doing online is really what he's trying to do is get some people to look into what's going on with our banking system right now. And now we're completely off the beaten track. Uh, track. Um, we have more and more banks failing. Uh, we have the print, uh, Fed print money like crazy and try to uh, put Humpty Dumpty back together again or keep Humpty Dumpty back together again, uh, try to avoid bank runs on these smaller banks uh, because... Uh, Banks are over leveraged. Um, they put all their money into, you know, saving bonds back when they were at 1%. And now uh, the Fed raised the interest rates. So they are upside. These banks right now are upside down. And if they need capital, they don't have capital on hand because it's tied up in these saving bonds. And it's, it's a big financial mess that could get really gnarly um, depending on what happens here over the next next several months so it, it's and quite honestly i don't understand all of it yeah so, with the crypto uh, or I'm, with I'm, I'm treading on I'm, I'm 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 really talking outside of my lane right now um i followed the conversation and i really think he just basically what he did is uh, he bet a million dollars that this would happen to somebody uh, to a random guy on the internet and uh, obviously the guy took the bet. And so, yeah, so it got a lot of hype. And what I really think is he just wanted to get um, get attention on the topic to the general public. Hey, this, there's some serious, there's some serious problems with this. Um, crypto as a whole, I think Bitcoin is definitely here to stay. So is Ethereum. Uh, so is uh, uh, Polygon, uh, lots of other different chains. Um, there's a lot of development going on right now. We're definitely in a crypto winter um, where everybody's ultra careful. People are like, um, don't use it. It's all a scam. And But it's similar to a bear market, right? Oh, Absolutely. Absolute total bear market right now, um, which is a, again a great time to start cost averaging into certain projects like Ethereum or Bitcoin or uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the the thing is, people got caught up in the crypto hype, yeah, and the quick money. And they forgot about all the use cases. Mm -hmm. And there's some great use cases out there. Um, the idea of DAOs, uh, those type of things. Yeah, the contracts. So the, the way contracts are handled. Yeah. The idea that you can deposit money somewhere, get a loan against your deposit, 
that you then repay on a regular schedule um, still get interest on the money that you de mm -hmm. deposit and you don't have to be beg a banker or, you know, uh, race, religion, uh, gender, none of this matters. It's just literally ones and zeros. It's, it's a fascinating thing. And I think all of these things eventually will combine and merge in some way. Well, and um, let's make sure that like everybody listening understands that this is not financial advice. Like this is something that oh, no. we, we do all the time in the Discord community with Kat and all of that. And as we're recording this, what, we're a month after the Silicon Valley bank collapse, um, three weeks after that. So that's kind of the timeline of the, the conversation that we're having. And... 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 The Swiss bank just collapsed, one of the big Swiss banks that now got acquired by another Swiss bank. Rumor has it that Deutsche Bank is about to go down under, and they're trying to keep it up, uh, prop it up. Um, lots of community banks are in trouble because people have seen what happened to uh, the bank in New York um, and uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And what they're doing now is they're pulling their money out of these small community banks and putting them into, quote, the top five banks because they feel like they have a lot more stability. So you're having this financial capital drain from these small banks, which now, again, these small banks are having problems, you know, keeping their balance sheets simple. So it's, it's, it's just... Yeah, it's crazy. Well, people who who I have a conversation with about um, whether or not crypto is a Ponzi scheme, like our entire financial system as of the 70s in the United States is a Ponzi scheme, like by definition, you know, and right. like what happened with like, I'll, I'll use my own pain in this conversation because I let the audience know that we were going to share some of the ugly stuff of all my Luna. And, right. you know, that happened because of. A, a run. And I know it was yes and. I know it's a little bit more complicated than that. However, you can right. see it. You, when you look at it and the panic that happened, it's like that the the one point whatever million that started the whole thing, what ended up happening is that uh, all the other consumers, not all, obviously, but a lot of other consumers went and did the run. And so that's what we're also seeing you know, in fiat currency, um, mm -hmm. a lot of it. And so, you know, there's... There's a, there's a very serious risk that we can look at hyperinflation. And we always thought those things could only happen in countries like Venezuela um, or Cuba or, you know, Argentina um, or Greece. And now... We are we're at seven eight percent inflation right now. So, is it going to get worse? Uh, let's hope not. Uh, I'm I'm positive we will. We got this. We will have it. But um, then you throw all this geopolitical. Yeah, it it, it it's it gets messy. So again, I'm going outside my lane. And do your own research. 
Uh, yes, absolutely. Always do your own research. Well, and I'm going to say, like, I'll put a plug for, you know, the fact that our community has had a variety of diverse opinions. Um, our crypto community that Dieter and I are a part of um, has had a variety of different of opinion, difference of opinions, different strategies. And that's been really healthy to be able to have those conversations. We're from different backgrounds. We have different political be- beliefs. So if you can find that kind of financial community, I would strongly encourage you to to do that. Um, and yes, ha- and, have and fun. It, it always has to be. It always, oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and have fun. <laughs> exactly, have fun, and most importantly, what is helpful about our community is that it's always been. We always gave each other respect. We never talked down to each other or made the other person feel less than. It's, hey, this is how I see it. Okay, explain to me why you see it. And we could still disagree at the end of the day, but still be friends. You know, and that's, that is so important. And so I find that so missing today in social media in general and um, everywhere, really, you know, that, hey, we can disagree on a topic, but we can still be friends just because, I mean, we don't have to have this monolithic outlook. Well, so. it's yes. And I mean, that's the whole point of this this podcast, you know, is right. to be open to like that idea of we can have it all and we are allowed to enjoy it as well in, and I I'll share the link to our community, um, and Kat's course that, you know, we had met through below this podcast. And then I'll also share, um, how to get a hold of you and the links for your book below. Um, we could talk about this for a while. So I want to thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would just, I would just suggest that everybody, um, takes the time and start playing around with the technology. You can sign up to chat GPT for free, um, at chat.openai.com, uh, sign up for a free account the version that they're using is 3.5, which is not nearly as good as uh, 4.0. There is, ChatGPT does, and this is a couple things I would wanna caution when you deal with ChatGPT, if if you don't mind me throwing this in real quick, is number one, when I say look at chat GPT like a virtual assistant from another country or down the road, whatever, that is brilliant. Just realize at times people make things up and chat GPT suffers from what we call hallucinations where it will literally make things up. So Uh, When it gives data back to you, don't take it as gospel, but double check like you would work with a virtual assistant. You still need your knowledge base. You still need your previous training. Don't just blindly trust what it gives you back. So right now, if you ask it for help, let's say with research, 
and you say, hey, give me seven articles with, and about uh, climate change with citations. It will give you that. But I guarantee you one out of these seven right now doesn't actually exist. It just makes it up. So, and that's a very, very serious issue that ChatGPT uh, and AI has right now. On the flip side, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, oh, it's unusable. This is trash. It, see, it made a mistake over here, right? Um, in three months from now, it's more than likely going to make, instead of one out of seven, it's going to make a mistake one out of a hundred times. And in another six to nine months or a year, it's going to be one out of 10,000 times, right? So technology is accelerating now at a breathneck speed. Um, OpenAI is not the only company working on this. Google is trying to catch up and... Um, they published Bard, B-A-R-D dot Google dot mm -hmm. com, which, by the way, is terrible. <laughs> um, it's 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 horrible. And uh, so, yeah, what makes ChatGPT also so exciting for me is it uses, you can ask it about any business problem you have. It knows all the problem-solving methodologies. So you can ask ChatGPT, hey, you are an expert in Six Sigma. I want you to walk me through my problem step-by-step. Step. Um, do you understand? And then it will walk you through a Six Sigma problem-solving method step-by-step basically hold your hand like a million dollar Six Sigma consultant would. And, and, and that to me, that's what's mind blowing. Literally, if you have any qu financial questions, you can say, hey, I want you to act like Warren Buffett. You have all the knowledge of Warren Buffett. You are aware of all of the books and articles and interviews he has ever uh, written or given. Please use his personality from now on. And all of a sudden, you are having a conversation with Warren Buffett. Now, he is not a very talkative kind of guy. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, but yes, you can interact with these quote-unquote mentors that you look up online or that you read in books, and you can interact with... Um, an entity that acts like these people and using their knowledge base. And that's where it gets really exciting because it people have used ChatGPT now as a therapist. We won't we won't go that far <laughs> because you know that... well, but it has passed and, and but here's here's the thing, Bunny. ChatGPT4, the latest version of ChatGPT, all right? has passed all three medical doctor exams. That's incredible. That in the 90th percentile. It has passed all the law exams in the 98th percentile. It has passed MBA exams. 
Um, it is ChatGPT4 is crushing it right now, and ChatGPT5, which is even more mind blowing, is they're talking about it could come out by the end of the year. That's awesome. I mean, and, I could seriously, like, we could go in so many different areas just on ChatGPT. And right, exactly. Like, we we need a whole nother episode on that. And I want right. the people that are listening to get started on it and then we'll bring Dita yes, back absolutely. and then we'll go even further on it. And I just want to thank you for sharing your knowledge and sharing your smile with me and being here with me. I appreciate you very, oh, very wait. much. And thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I want to thank everybody who is listening Everybody who's taking us on the road, wherever you're going, while you're working out, while you're saving the world. And a reminder, if you find this show helpful, please hit the follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show so more people can find the Yes And podcast organically. And if you have questions about anything that we've talked about, I'm going to do my best to respond or just direct you directly to Dieter. But drop me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Bunny has the number six legs because I have a service dog and I read all of these DMs. So whether that's an episode idea, whether that's a guest recommendation or just a simple question, if there is such about AI and all of those things, I will do my best to get Dieter to answer it for you. <laughs> and, and they can follow me on Twitter at, at S-C-H-O-L-T-Y. Yes. And we're going to put all of that below the show notes. So if you're listening and you didn't get a chance to write that down, just look below um, in the show notes and all of Dieter's contact information is there. We both would love from here to hear from you. I am Bunny Young, and I will see you on the next episode.